Hello and welcome to my bonus episode of Coffee and Books. I'm your host, Scott, and uh, welcome to the podcast where we talk about, of course, different coffee and books that I come across in my average everyday life. Okay, so for those of you who don't know me, my name's Scott. I'm going to kind of go over an introduction and reintroduce myself for those that are new to this podcast. I read about a book a week, uh, so I average about 50 to 60 books a year, uh, depending on the length. Um, I've read some incredible titles uh, most recently. I'm a big supporter of all public libraries and universities that support public education, uh, mainly because I've been using them so long myself now (laughs) to support my reading addiction and habit. Uh, So today I wanted to talk about why I'm reading, why I'm talking about it on a podcast, and most importantly, what I like and what I don't like about it. Okay, so why am I doing this podcast? It's really easy. I have a love of reading. I like reading books. I like reading books that I enjoy. And I swore to myself after I graduated from college that I wasn't just going to not read anymore. I wanted to focus on books that interested me. So that's where this podcast sort of came in. I started reading at a very rapid pace. And the more people I talked to about what books that I was currently reading, the more I realized people didn't have any sort of clue about what books to start reading with. And that's why I wanted to make this podcast. I wanted it to be a guide to all of you. So that way you can go jump in and say, oh, Scott's read this book. He highly recommends it. Maybe I should check it out. I like history. Or Scott likes sports. He likes soccer. He likes football. Whatever. You know, he recommended this book about this topic. And it changed my life, you know. Or, oh, I'm learning a new language, and Scott recommended this book that helps me learn or memorize a language in a new way. Stuff like that. I wanted to make a guide to make it easier for all of you to go out in the world and find books that help. And another reason why I believe it's important, even though you can find most information on the internet these days, I think having it organized into books makes it clear. So if you're starting a project and you need resources and material, listening to someone talk about hey this is a good book and it's really helpful if you want this sort of information that's very useful in today's world so that's why I started doing it I started realizing that most of my friends and most of the people I interacted with on a daily basis either did not read or did not read the same books that I was reading and I like to exchange books with friends but most of the time I found that my interest in hobbies and in particular when it comes to reading I never touched on any of the same subjects that my friends liked. So that was one exciting aspect of it is that, you know, what my friends liked and what I liked was were different and we could share and exchange those ideas and philosophies. Okay, so why do I support libraries so much? Uh, so because I read so much, it can be quite expensive to go buy a new copy of a book every time it comes out. Uh, The reason why I highly tout libraries is because they're free. Uh, All you need usually is to register to get a public library card. And you can go to pretty much anywhere in the world and get media content for free. So you don't have to pay for it. You don't have to pay for movies and television shows. and You don't have to pay for books or CDs. Um, You are loaned them. You're borrowing them and you're returning them. But the reason why I think this makes it very valuable is because it's a free service. Um, It's funded by taxpayer dollars, usually in your own country, and it usually leads to people educating themselves and bettering themselves. Um, The town where I live in, Nashville, has a great 
you know, large public resources and libraries. Oh, we got a car here, so hold on. Whenever there's a car that's going to drive by, I'll probably slow down here. Okay, so whenever people are, you know, checking out books or learning about why they should go to a library, I recommend basically just kind of checking into it and checking it out. Um, it's fairly easy to use and great resource for information for all walks of life and people. It provides one of the last resources and places to go hang out without needing to purchase a product, something I think that's very important in today's society. It's one of the last places where you can go and spend time with other people for pretty much as much time as you want. It has free computers, it has free you know, materials or materials that are very low cost, you know, printing or faxing or, you know, even scanning items um, in color are not that expensive. And when I first moved to Nashville, I was living paycheck to paycheck. I didn't have resources to go out and print my resume everywhere or to go uh, do things like, uh, you know, rent movies from Redbox or go see a movie in a movie theater. So a library was the easiest way for me to get media content to kind of discover and discuss different products. Okay, so that's why I support public libraries and universities, because they're a really big help. Okay, now let's take it more into the modern approach. Uh, so like I said, what do I like and what do I not like about reading, especially reading now? Okay, so the first question usually that I get from most of my friends or family or fans is, do you like reading on a Kindle? Or do you like reading an e-books? And my answer is, I don't personally like that. I see the advantage to it. You can download as many books as you want, and it's on this tiny device, and it saves so much space, and that's fantastic. But to me, there's always going to be something about the feel and touch of a paperback book or a hardcover book, uh, mainly because it has that feeling of you know, like paper, and it's non-electronic, and to me, in a society where we live today, where we're constantly surrounded by electronics, I want to focus on hobbies and activities that are not constantly with a screen in my face. So, if I could remove one less screen, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read paperback, and I'm going to read uh, books that are non-electronic. So like I said, though, I do see the advantage to it, and I'm not going to discourage people from going out and buying a Kindle or ebook. There's, like I said, a lot of advantages. Most of the time it's free, and even libraries are starting to get e-catalogs now, which is pretty cool. Okay, so what do I, like I said, let's go back to what I like and what I don't like. So for me, reading is sort of a compulsion. Uh, it's something I have to do. It's something that is sort of like a meditation for me. It helps me focus each day. And I usually have to do it in the morning. So um, it was very difficult for me, you know, when I was in school to read because you're constantly not only preparing for school and work or whatever else you have to in your life, but you usually don't have the time to read, which is, I think, the biggest problem most people have. Uh, so usually the way around this for me was I would read short uh, sentences or I would read short you know, chapters of books, and that's what would get me through. I would read a couple pages at a time. Uh, so, for me, I guess what I don't like about it is I don't like having that compulsion, that, com you know, that feeling that I have to read. Um, I want to read for pleasure, and I want to take my time, but usually for me, it gets really bad when I'm at the end of a book, and I have to finish it, 
for instance, today, A Geek in Japan, I was basically halfway through the book when that feeling came in and I had to finish the whole book. And uh, I can't focus on anything else for the rest of the day until I finish that book. And that's why it's very hard for me. Uh, some people are probably different. They can probably read a page and put it down, but I usually have to focus on a chapter or I have to focus on you know, a, a, a topic in mind in order to end it. Uh, so it's very hard for me to just stop reading whatever I'm doing and start again. Um, so like I said, I usually have to be in the right mindset for it. The other thing is sometimes what I like about reading is that it transports you into a different world, but sometimes it's really hard to get into that world. I have sometimes a difficult time when reading when I can't focus on the topic. Uh, you know, usually this is outside distractions. You know, you hear a noise or you hear something that bothers you or disrupts you constantly, like a wildlife, for example, or, you know, cars or, you know, wherever you're at, there's usually some kind of sound, some kind of noise that you usually have to drown out other people talking. This is something that, you know, you either get used to and you're able to tone it out or you're not, and sometimes I can't tone it out, and I have a, a hard time, and I have to keep rereading the same paragraphs and sentences over and over. So that's something to remember as well. Um, okay, so what I do like is that, like I said, the freedom after college and pursuing my own interests is that I was able to, once I graduated from college and university, start focusing on what I actually wanted to read. And that was a pretty cool concept because... Before, it was, okay, read this for school, and that's it. But now, I'm learning, but I'm learning at my own pace about what I want to learn about. So if I suddenly find a book about philosophy I want to read, you know, I add it to a list, usually on Goodreads, and then, you know, I'll order it from either the library or Amazon or Thrift Books, and then I'll get it, and then I'll read it, and then I'll move on to the next book. But... You know, like, there's nothing stopping me from saying, hey, you know, I have to read that book right now. Like, I usually make a list, and I'll either forget about it, and I'll come across it again. Or, you know, my favorite thing is just randomly stumbling across a book that you didn't know you wanted. You read it, and you love it, and then you cherish it, and then you move on. Um, okay, so another thing I don't like about books, but what I do like about is you get so involved in a story that you love it and you cherish it. But then when it ends, you're sad that it's over with. You know, some book series, they're very long, and you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but, you know, when you're reading, and you're constantly reading like I am, and especially when there's a hard character death or something going on, you get to the point in a story where you're overwhelmed. You know, you're, you're just like, you're blown away. You spent all this time reading and investing in a story, and... You know, like, uh, the story's over with. You can't do anything anymore. Like, you have to move on. <laughs> and that can be hard. <laughs> um, okay, so another thing that drives me crazy, I used to do this when I was younger, but I definitely don't want to do it now as much, um, which is reading the last sentence in a book. Um, some people like this. Some people think that's great. Like, that gives them all they need to know if they like a book or not. I hate that. And the reason why I kind of hate that is because... Uh, <laughs> You can spoil things for you. And I don't want to spoil anything. I want to know what happens naturally. So if you read the last sentence in a book, chances are that's the most important sentence. That's usually how they're wrapping up some series or some storyline that they spent the entire book writing and it kind of cheapens the author out of their ending. So I don't like to do that as much anymore. 
Okay, so I think that's enough of me ranting about what I don't like. So let's focus more on what I do like. Um, definitely like, like I said, the topics that range. So, like I said, I named resources earlier, but Goodreads is great because it's a social network that allows me to, uh, you know, like keep in touch with other people. So if you want to add me, you should. You know, I'm under my name on there, um, which is going to be Scott and then Bernstein. And then, it, so that's spelled S-C-O-T-T-B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. Uh, if you look me up on there, you can keep track of all the books that I'm reading, and you can keep track of all my ratings. And why that's awesome is because if you're reading something and I'm reading something, but I see that what you're reading and I like it, I can add it later. And that's how I've found out about a lot of different books. Some people don't even have to tell me. They just say, I'm reading this book and I'm keeping track of it. And that's great. Uh, some people just add books. That's all they do. Like I, for the longest time, probably added, I think I have like over a thousand books in my to, to read category right now. And it's just because people are just there constantly recommending. I'm, I'm still reading. I'm still getting books across. But, you know, only taking 60 books off a year, you know, even still, I'm probably adding another 60 on top of that that I like. Okay. So definitely like Goodreads uh, because of that, where it allows you to rate it and read and discuss. Uh, but there can be spoilers. But thankfully, most people put in their title whether or not there's a spoiler or something you should be aware of before you're reading the reviews of a book. Okay, what about thrift books? Uh, thrift books is great for purchasing. Uh, it's cheaper than Amazon generally, but the reason why thrift books is good is because it's all secondhand books and you're saving money. It was started, you know, to save money on textbooks. It may not be available in every country, but thrift books was just awesome because it helped me through the quarantine. Uh, I ordered books. Those books were sent to me. Um, I received them in pretty quick fashion. I had to wait longer than I would if I'd Amazon something, but that's not saying a whole lot. You know, Amazon, the books typically arrive within a day, but, you know, like with thrift books, I think I had to wait like a week, and that wasn't that long to wait, uh, considering it saved me, like, tons of money. Uh, so definitely check out thrift books, and like I said, they have college course books as well, so that's something to keep in mind. Uh, but, of course, the downfall of thrift books is that they don't typically have new books. So if you want something that just came out, chances are you're not going to get a new book. Okay, and then, so like I said, I like Amazon too, of course, for buying books. Uh, but like I said, this is mainly for new books. Um, and usually it's my last resort. If I can't find it through the library or through thrift books, then I usually have to spend the money and pony up and buy it on uh, Amazon and that can be rather expensive which you know that's okay all right so those are what I like and what I don't like um, now continuing let me just say this to kind of summarize um, I love reading I think it's great and I don't want it to come across I don't like it I love it and that's why I always ask for recommendations uh, but if you have any books in particular that you want me to review or read about please let me know and also, please don't forget to hit the like button or share or wherever you're at. Please make sure that people hear about this podcast. Um, it's, you know, just a, a joy for me to hang out and do. So if you like it, please pass the word on. And uh, if you want to reach me, you can reach me on my email, Scott Bernstein, S-C-O-T-T-B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N 16 at yahoo.com. All right. Thanks. Bye.